Hey everyone, welcome back to the RE Effect Podcast. I thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've had a chance to catch up on all the past episodes. But today, I want to share with you my thought process and my experience in dealing with grief. Stay tuned. So today, I want to talk about um difficult topic maybe for some, maybe not for others, but I want to talk about grief. And grief can be defined as having deep sorrow. Typically, you know, grief is associated, we know very well with death, but grief is universal, which means that pretty much at some point in everybody's life or everyone's life, they will have that encounter with grief. I used to think that or used to strictly associate grief with death or the loss of a loved one or, you know, funeral aspects, things of that that nature. And it wasn't until I went to therapy that my therapist pretty much told me that I was dealing with grief. And when she said it up, the first thing I said was, I'm not dealing with grief. I, I'm not dealing with no death or loss of a loved one at this time. And she said no and explained it to me like grief is not just from the death of a loved one, but it could be the loss of a job, the end of a relationship, anything that would cause or alter life as you know it. That pretty much is grief. And with grief, you will have a roller coaster of emotions. One minute you might feel like crying. Next minute you might just don't want to be bothered. Next minute you may smile. And then before you know it, you're you're angry. You may not even want to be bothered with people. And the thing is, is that those feelings, those emotions that are being displayed is normal and it's okay. It's okay that you are feeling that way. And it's important for us to understand that everyone grieves differently. Every person grieves differently. Um, and the time frame of the process that, that that individual has to go through is unknown. Um, I know some people who have been grieving now for 20-something more years. And some people have gone through that grieving process and they're doing so much better. And then you honestly, you have people who likely may grieve for the rest of their life. Um, I think how you deal with it and how you handle it plays a part in it. Um Hopefully, you know, you're seeking the advice of a medical expert, such as a therapist or a counselor, um, or seeking the advice um, or guidance, I should say, of your spiritual advisor, uh, such as a pastor or a priest. And hopefully they are providing you with the necessary tools to cope while going through this grieving process, the tools to help you deal with the loss that you are enduring at this time. What we really don't want to see, but the reality is that it happens. Some people find other mechanisms to cope. So some may overeat, some may excessively spend money or, you know, gamble. Some may indulge in illegal substances. And you you hope that people don't go that route, but the reality is is that it happens. 
And our goal is to try to steer them in a more healthier way of coping um, with their grief. Now, I know of five stages of grief, and I want to share those five stages with you. Um, The stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Again, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. The interesting thing is there is no set uh, direction or pattern for these stages. You can feel denial one minute, jump to bargaining, go to anger, then jump down to depression. You can go back and forth with um, your stages of grief. There's no set order. And I will share my personal story with them with the stages of grief shortly. Now, everybody, again, like I said, experiences grief at a different level um, in different ways. So the first stage that I mentioned was denial. And denial is pretty much, it gives you time to, gives you more time, so to speak, to digest the information to help you process what has recently occurred. So for example, when you're dealing with the death of a loved one, your denial, your denial um, communication may sound like, okay, they're not gone, they're coming back, or if it's a divorce or breakup, it's just okay. This this is what we go through all the time. They'll be back tomorrow. Let me just give them a few days to themselves. We're gonna get back together. You really are not viewing things from a reality standpoint. Um, and again, it's okay because you're going through the process. Okay. Um, we just don't want you to stay stuck in the denial place for an overextended period of time. Another stage is anger. Now, the thing with anger is anger is really a mask. Anger is what we tend to put on, um, to cover up the deep underlying hurt that we're experiencing. Anger will cause you to take your frustrations and your hurt out on the wrong people. And you may say things that you later on regret. Hopefully you get to a place where you apologize and that person is open and willing to accept your apology. And the crazy thing is your anger may even be directed towards the person who or thing that you lost, you know, so you could be so angry if you lost your job and say, I'm never referring nobody to work for that company. That company is horrible. And you just, everything about the company is negative. that comes out of your mouth. Um, if it's, you could be angry if it's the death of a loved one, you could be angry that the person left angry with God for taking them. Um, angry for God for not stepping in and intervening and helping them or healing their body if they're dealing with an illness. So when you're anger, sometimes rage can set in. So there's no uh, rule to measure your level of anger by. We just want to hope that you get the necessary um, coping tools to deal with that. The other stage is bargaining. Now, with bargaining, it's more of the what if and only if type of statements that come to mind. And you tend to, for example, with a a breakup or divorce, it's 
if only I had spent more time with him or her, we could have, you know, they would have stayed. Or if only I would have lost weight and looked like, you know, a model on a magazine, he probably would have, you know, stayed with me. Or if only I would have took this person to the doctors earlier on, they would still be here. With the bargaining stage, we really find ourselves not, probably not even realizing, we're blaming ourselves. We're trying to take the responsibility for what has occurred. And that's a lot to load on yourself, especially when you're going through this grieving process. And, you know, it's difficult to deal with by itself. Um, the other stage is depression. And with depression, you never know what you're going to get when a person's dealing with their level of depression. Um, they may feel overwhelmed they will likely shut down. You no longer will see them doing their normal routine. You know, whereas though they used to probably hang out with friends a lot on Saturday nights, now you find them on Saturday staying to themselves. Um, and you try to bring life or light, I should say, into their dark place that they're in. And hopefully when a person is dealing with depression, that we get them or that they desire to seek the proper help with an expert to help them be able to cope with it. Um, sometimes with the depression stage, you become, you begin to become very quiet, which is not really a good thing because when you become quiet, you get more deep into your thoughts. Um, anger can set back in, bargaining can set, set back in, uh, denial can even set back in. So with the depression stage, it, it varies, um, but a therapist or your spiritual advisor can help you work through these, um, through this period to help you cope. One of the tools that my therapist gave me when I was going through my grieving process was to journal, you know, get your feelings out, put it on paper. And also I did one of my coping assignments was I had to write a letter to the person um, and of course the person would never read the letter, but the purpose of that exercise was for me to get my feelings and, you know, thoughts and everything that I had built up on the inside to help pull it out, you know, to try to release it. And that, that was emotional. I'll be honest and tell you the truth. That was emotional writing, writing it was emotional and then going back and reading it because what I did was I I took it home as the assignment she gave me and I wrote the letter but then my next visit I literally had to read the letter to her out loud um I really didn't want to do that <laughs> but I did um and it I believe it got me at least one footstep closer to my healing process um the other thing before I get to the fifth stage that I wanted to talk about, I almost forgot. Um, when dealing with the death of a loved one, and I've seen this in so many other families, I've even seen it in my own. Um, when a loved one passes away and you have to sit around and maybe do funeral arrangements or do your will, read the will, and emotions are flying high. And everyone's hot-headed. Everyone is going through their own level, different level now, of grief. 
things are said that are not meant, just old stories come up and it just, it creates a very um, hostile environment at times. So hopefully someone is sane enough in their feelings, I should say, that they're able to recognize like, hey, everybody, let's just take a deep breath. We're all grieving here. You know, we all need to be a little respectful and mindful of each other's feelings. Because again, everyone grieves differently. And we have to keep that in mind. One of the other, um, the last stage that I wanted to bring up was acceptance. Now, understand, acceptance does not mean that you are happy about what has happened or all of a sudden you just had this huge uplifting it doesn't uplifting spirit it doesn't mean that um it doesn't even really mean that you've moved past it it just means that you have accepted the reality behind it and that you're striving to try to have more good days than bad days and you're trying to you know live again so to speak i remember um one person said to me, well, just take it one day at a time. I said, no, I literally have to take it one second at a time. And the reason I said that was because 5 p.m., I could be sitting there just as content, laughing, whatever the case may be. By 6, maybe 6.30, I'm crying, emotional, but don't want to be bothered. And it was all part of the process. The crazy thing is, I had no idea that I was going through the grieving stage until I went to therapy and a medical expert was able to point it out to me and say, hey, listen, this is what you're dealing with. And guess what? It's okay. And more importantly, understand that you're not the only person who is going through this or who will experience this. And that gave me like a aha moment, like, wow, I never really looked at it like that. So for me, I chose to, because I I personally could sense it was an issue for me. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew I I wasn't myself. So I made the, the choice to go and get therapy and, you know, work on different methods to get me back to where I needed to be. Some people are able to get that help themselves. Sometimes you have to have a support system around you to encourage you to get that help. Um... For me, going through my grieving process, I did not necessarily require or take any medication. Some people do take medication to help them, such as antidepressants, to help them cope and be able to still function in their daily, you know, walks of life, whether that's working, you know, tending to their children or the other members of their family, etc. But for me, grief has been... That going through those stages has been very, very, very interesting. Like I said, one minute I would be angry, then I would jump to bargaining, then I would go back to anger. Sometimes I even felt like I was angry and depressed at the same time. But I was able to get through it and get to a much better place of acceptance. Um, I remember having a conversation with a lady who has lost several loved ones back to back. And I asked, like, how, how do you manage to maintain your sanity? And she s- simply said, it's hard. 
you know, it's hard. And sometimes you feel like people don't understand your pain. And I, I couldn't do nothing, but my heart broke for, of course, but I honestly couldn't do anything, but think that's the truth. When you're going through that particular process of dealing with the grief and especially going through the different stages, you do feel as though that no one understands your pain. No one understands the hurt that you are carrying or the burden of hurt that you're carrying at this point in time. And I even had a conversation recently with my aunt and I asked her, how does she cope with losing her mom, which is my, which was my grandmother. And she said, even though it's been more than 20 years, you just learn to live with the grief. You learn to be able to still cope and function knowing that you still carry that hurt deep down inside. So what we try to do is we try to celebrate uh, those whom we have lost. We try to celebrate their life, whether when their birthday come around, holidays. I know for me, um, I even went and have like little memorabilia Christmas ornaments with pictures of loved ones in them who have passed and I hung them up on my tree. So I found different ways to still honor their memory and um, to be able to help me cope and deal with it. But everyone copes and deals with things differently. What may work for me may not necessarily work for you. But um, another tool that I did to help me cope was I started to do like a self-care day um, to spend time with just like relaxation and meditation and doing things, pampering myself. So just to try to help my mind and body relax. Um, your anxiety level honestly can even kick in. Even with the depression, you know, you're worried, you become concerned, paranoid. So different things can occur when you, when a person is going through or dealing with a stage of grief. But one thing I will say, and I have said this before on another prior episode, and it's something that is very important to me and that's probably why I always say it or you'll hear me say it a lot. When a per if if you are helping someone or I should say if you are around someone who is dealing with grief, please keep in mind that sometimes they just want a listening ear. They just want a shoulder to cry on. They just want a hug. They don't necessarily always want your opinion. And or your perspective on the situation. So we have to be mindful and very much aware to know when to turn it on, meaning your mouth, and when to turn it off to keep it closed. It's it's difficult because you never know what you may foresee as helping that person who's dealing with grief. You may think your words or you sharing your experience with them may help them. And in that moment, it may not. It could very well do the complete opposite and push them further, you know, into their state of depression or further into their anger or denial. So we just want to be mindful of the words that we choose uh, when we are trying to offer, you know, support, I should say, for lack of better terms. We're trying to be supportive. You know, in all honesty, your intentions may be very well, maybe in the right place. Your heart is in the right place. But we're dealing with a very fragile situation. 
with grief. And the person has already experienced a loss to them. And we just want to make sure that we honor and respect the loss that has occurred in their individual life. Um, grief not only can affect the person that's actually dealing with it, but it also can affect their family members and friends who are close to them. Um, especially if it's someone who is going through the part of depression or someone who is in denial, it can have grief can impact the family. Um, the other reason why I do believe it's important to seek professional help is because grief can also start to affect your health. Um, stress is like a silent killer, you know, without even realizing the next thing you know, you're having heart issues, your blood pressure is acting up. So grief can affect those surrounding you as well as your own personal health. And overall, we just want you to get to a place when you're dealing with grief that you are not just existing in this world. We want you to live. We want you to thrive and strive to live your best life. There is so much purpose in your pain. There is someone out there that needs to hear your story and they need to hear how you made it through. So you have a purpose. Even in dealing with your grief, you still have purpose in your life. And we hope that you understand that. And again, please, 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 if you are dealing with grief or if you know someone is dealing with grief, please try to find the necessary resources in your designated community or state that that person can go to to get the help that he or she may need. Um, it's not easy, but it's a process that you can get through. I'm here to tell you, I know of other people who have gone through or are still going through the grieving process. You can get through it. The, the loss may never go away. The hurt behind the loss may never go away. But you want to be able to continue to press forward. Um... For me, when I lost my grandparents and other family members, I think one of the things that really helped me in dealing with that loss, those losses, was that I had the blessing and opportunity to be able to let that person know that I loved them before they closed their eyes and to know that they loved me back and that they were able to say it, um, to also know that I had a very peaceful and positive relationship with that person, that helped me cope. It didn't mean I, and then that doesn't mean I didn't shed a tear. It doesn't mean I wasn't um, upset, but I was able to process it, I believe, a little bit better and different. I've learned to, and I've always said to myself, you know, death is the part of life that we don't want to face. You know, we all know that we're going to live, and we all know that at some point we will leave this earth. But it's that part that you just don't want to face. So love on those who are around you. Embrace them. Let them know that they mean the world to you. Love on yourself. Make sure you let yourself know that you are important and that you love yourself and you mean the world to you. I hope that this podcast and just, you know, the topic of grief opens up the door for you to sit around and have a conversation with those who are close to you. I hope it helps you 
realize that therapy or seeking professional help or going to your spiritual advisor is not a bad thing at all. I do wish that more of our like youth recreation centers and uh, churches or religious institutions would provide more of a safe space for individuals to express themselves about what they're going through, you know, what loss that they are dealing, loss or losses that they are dealing with. And to be able to have the resources there to be able to help that person because that one thing could be the game changer and make the difference in that person's life. And it would just, I think, relieve so much. It would just be nice if we had a lot of resources, resources that are free and resources that are easily available in all communities for people to get the necessary tools that they need to be able to cope with grief. So again, make sure you tell someone you love them today. Make sure you let someone know that you care. Make sure you always be sure to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. So right now, I want you to stand up, stretch your arms out real wide, wrap them around real close, and love on yourself today and every day.